Welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations. I'm Joe Seamandel, State Public Affairs Officer for the Washington National Guard. And today we're joined uh, in our virtual studio by Master Sergeants Aaron and Derek Reese. Uh, so Aaron, you're with the 116th Air Support Operations Squadron. And Correct. Derek, you're with the 141st Civil Engineers out at Fairchild. Um, yep. The nice part is, you know, in the National Guard, you can serve right alongside a sibling, right? Or a brother, sister, even fathers and mothers can serve with their kids. Um, and, and you guys are a great example of that, both serving in the Washington Air National Guard. Uh, and they're here to share their story with us. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for, having us. thanks for having us. Yeah. So, so we'll start with you, Aaron, real quick, uh, brief background on yourself. Yeah. So I joined, I've been in the Guard my whole career. I joined in uh, 2005. Uh, with the 256 Combat Communication Squadron um, here on the east side of Washington as a vehicle maintenance. And did that for the first half of my career, really. And then after that, um, got an opportunity to go into kind of more of the HR admin world. Um, did that and have been doing that until 2021 when I uh, became the first sergeant for the 141st Medical Group, and then recently transitioned to the 116th ASOS to be their first sergeant there, so. Oh, very awesome. Yeah. And Derek, how about you? Uh, so I joined in 2009, uh, took a little bit to get to basic and all that. Uh, joined the 144 Civil Engineer Squadron, and I was a heavy equipment operator, AKA Dirt Boy. Uh, did that up until just a year ago when I decided to take the role as a first sergeant. Yeah. And, and have you been with the, the CE your entire career? Yes, that's correct. Oh, very awesome. So, so you kind of get it from a perspective of one unit, your entire career to this point. And, and Aaron, it sounds like you've kind of jumped around a little bit and experienced the air guard, which uh, both paths are great. Um, I've, I'm kind of a unit jumper as well. Um, I was enlisted and I spent my entire career as an engineer, uh, combat engineer, not a civil engineer. Um, so it's, it's kind of nice to have best of both worlds. Do you guys find that having that kind of best of both worlds and talking to each other about your experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he has more of a operations, logistics, uh, experience background, um, and, a lot of mine is very heavy on the admin side. So, uh, and we actually work together with the HERF. Um, we have since 2014, so, which has been super cool, kind of another one of those unique things in the guard. Um, and being able to kind of balance things and bounce things off of each other um, based on our experiences has been awesome. I get to learn a lot from him with his HR background. Uh, you know, I've just been in equipment my whole career, uh, pushing dirt and, you know, breaking a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can give him that experience and, and he can give me his and it, it kind of helps us both um, be more well-rounded, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. So, so I always ask this question, anybody that comes on, so how, how did you learn about the guard, right? I mean, that's a, it's nothing that, the, you know, hey, I'm going to join the National Guard. How did you find out about it? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, it's been a while since, I mean, I've been in for a little over 18 years, so I don't remember exactly how I remember my recruiter. Uh, I remember walking into the recruiter's office and they threw a bunch of swag at me. And, uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me 
between the air guard uh, and the army, because I did meet with an army recruiter, um, was the education benefits and kind of the school that they had, uh, the opportunity for vehicle maintenance. It was four months of tech school down in Port Wainimi, California, right on the beach there, uh, plus uh, at the time Montgomery GI Bill. And that's, that's really what sold it for me is being able to have a little bit of control over where I go and what my career field is uh, versus on the active duty side, just kind of hoping a prayer and away you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, you know, at that time in my life, before I um, was even thinking about it, never even heard of it, uh, never really considered the military. I was just kind of, you know, doing my thing, being a young, stupid kid. And he approached me and he's like, hey, let's join the guard together and both do vehicle maintenance. And that sounded great to me. Um, didn't really have any direction in my life. And I ended up backing out, you know, due to, you know, certain circumstances. Um, so he went off and, you know, four years down the road, I realized I needed to do something, uh, and met with my recruiter, uh, told me all the great things. Uh, there's a bonus and, you know, I have a background in some construction. So CE, you know, sounded great to me and, you know, running heavy equipment's always fun. Uh, so I made my decision and, and signed the papers. So. No, very awesome. So I think one question for me, right? And I'm a, I'm an army guy. I, I fully admit uh, my air knowledge is not always up to par with uh, with what it should be. Um, you know, in the army, first sergeants are the the senior enlisted leader for a company level. Is that kind of what a first sergeant is in the air guard? Not really. Um, <laughs> we kind of have we we call it the triad. So you have your senior enlisted leader which for you guys uh, are going to be your sergeant majors or command sergeant majors. Um, and those are our senior enlisted leaders, our chiefs. You have the commander. Um, and then for us, we are the kind of the third point of that triad there, which really focusing on people, uh, quality of life, morale, uh, a lot of personnel issues. So if people come to you and say, hey, whether it's uh, family or even just career kind of mentoring, um, that's really like we really focus on the people aspects of it, uh, whereas our senior enlisted focus more on the operations side, of it, if that makes sense. Derek, you want to throw anything in there as well, kind of from your standpoint? Uh, I mean, for me, like before I came a first sergeant, uh, I never really thought about doing it. Uh, and then on my most recent deployment, things started to kind of change a little bit. He was throwing the bug in my ear, like, hey, I think you'd be a, a good shirt, you know? And I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm kind of different than he is in a sense. Um, I'm a little, I guess, more come off more coarse. And he's, I feel like more the, hey, give, give me a hug kind of guy, you know? <laughs> but, you know, dealing with so many different itch- issues, you know, I was only a tech sergeant when I was deployed last. And, you know, a lot of these guys, for some reason they were drawn to me to just, you know, get advice or like, you know, talk about whatever. So I started, you know, seeing that as like, you know, I really do care about these people, you know, and, and all my guys and even the other guys I was deployed with. Um, so that's what kind of drove me to, you know, put in for that position. And that's really my goal is make sure my folks are taken care of first. Um, 
I'll set everything squared away. There's no issues. Nice, nice. So, so what kind of what kind of schooling or training does you know do you have to do to to get that kind of position? Right, you go from staff sergeant to tech sergeant, then I think it's to to first or master sergeant, right? What Correct. school do you have to go to to get to get to that point? We go to the first sergeant academy. Um, it's what a month long, um, and they do all sorts of different types of training. Um, we run scenario based stuff, you know, so people can kind of get a feel of how it's going to be once you actually sit in that chair when you get back from your school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of briefings on, uh, you know, different resources and stuff, you know, because when people need something, you know, we got to be able to uh, guide them in the right direction to get them whatever they need um, for the end result. So. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much, he pretty much covered it all really. Uh, and that, and that's one of the things that, um, I guess we specialize in, if you will, uh, which is getting people the right resources for the situation or circumstance that they may find themselves in. And it's not always bad. Um, and really figuring out how, how do we connect people with uh, what they need and what's going to benefit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, realizing that a healthy airman or even soldier in, in the army, right, uh, is better not just for the member themselves or their families, but also for the organization which they're part of and the mission set that uh, we're getting after. So uh, that that's really the focus there. And that's what they harp on in the academy is, hey, there's lots of resources out there. There's lots of people that are experts in their field, whether it's mental health, financial counseling. Um, th- those are really the two big ones, right? Financial and, and, um, and mental health. But, but there's just a, a huge uh, range of different resources available for different things um, that we get to tap into. And we don't have to be the experts in it, but we get to connect people with those experts. So. Nice. So, so we kind of alluded a little bit to it at the beginning, you know, in the national guard, it's, it's a unique beast, right? You know, and I, I don't think I've ever seen another organization, whether it was active or reserves, um, that you can serve alongside a, a sibling. Um, I, I was lucky to deploy with, I think three sets of brothers and uh, father and son um, who were all together. So they, they already kind of had that, that mutual trust built in, but uh so how how is it serving with a sibling? How is it being, you know, the same rank even as a sibling? It's definitely not like uh, when we were growing up and <laughs> fighting each other all the time. Uh, I I love it, honestly. Uh, you know, I've deployed a bunch and, you know, my unit is, is pretty busy. So, you know, me going out the door, it's good having him at home because he has an understanding of what's actually going on. Uh, and he can relay that kind of information to like keep the family at peace um, and not get crazy ideas from the news on what's actually happening. Um, and me being able to reach out to him if I ever need something, um, even in just day to day, you know, work life, uh, it's always good to have, you know, this guy by my side. Yeah. And, uh, same for me. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's unique and it's, uh, 
it's blast. I, I, I love it. it. It's super cool. We, we always joke around working in the same building. Um, <laughs> you know, people oftentimes it, it, we joke about it all the time, but it happens frequently. Um, I'll have to forward emails to him or him to me, or somebody will call me and they'll start telling me stuff. I'm like, I think you're, you're looking for the other, the other Reese, the other, <laughs> the other first part. And it is funny too, because not only, you know, I, I've been in obviously about four years longer than he has, but we're, we're kind of right about, um, we, we've never been too far off rank wise. And so, um, I promoted as mass sergeant and then, uh, put the diamond on and then it was like a year later, year later, about a year later, then he, you know, promoted, put the diamond on as well. So we're kind of always there. So there's this, a small gap where people can differentiate between the two of us if they don't know our name, our first name. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's fun though. It's, it's a great time. Um, and it's even more fun. Like I said, just day to day instead of just like on drill weekends, for example, right. Uh, because we're full-time out here. Yeah, we don't look anything alike. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, people run into us if we're standing there and they see the tags, and, you know, it's Reese and Reese, and, oh, are you guys related? And we're like, yeah, they think it's a joke. No, it's serious, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. He got to keep his hair, and I didn't keep mine, so. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> we don't look anything alike, and uh, he got to keep his hair. So, <laughs> um, so so question really, I think for every young airman out there and, and anybody that's watching the video that's interested in the air guard, it, you know, career development is a big topic, right? And mentorship. What do young airmen need to do to get to that first sergeant level? What is it? What are those steps they need to start looking at and taking? I think uh, one of the big things is, you know, you come in, you join, you're super young. You don't understand all the resources that you have available. Um, so you know, talking to people, asking about stuff, um, asking about schooling, asking about whatever it is and, and sit down and find a good mentor and, and just figure out what you can do and like plan your career path out. You know, when I joined, I didn't necessarily have that, you know, mindset. And I was just like, Oh, fun. I get to drive heavy equipment kind of thing. And, uh, but if you start focusing early on in your career and hitting all the you know, all your checkpoints. Um, and they always harp on like, go to school, do this and that. They say that for a reason. It's not just a boring briefing that they're giving, you know? Um, so focusing on that kind of stuff, have a plan because this career goes so quick. Um, and then I'd say a huge thing is, you know, take care of yourself and then take care of your family. And by family, I mean like your own personal family and your military family. Um, I see a lot of times, you know, somebody's struggling and they just try to do it on their own and ignore all the resources and everything else. Uh, so, you know, for me, it's always, you know, checking, checking in with guys or talking to them on drill weekends, going around, make my rounds and see where everybody's really at, you know, and encouraging, you know, all the NCOs to, to do the same with their folks. And, you know, even though we only see each other, you know, once a month or once every other month, you know, check in on them during the month, know where people are at, because um, things can go sideways quick. And then probably the last piece of advice I got, um, 
if you do something stupid or you have an issue in your life or you mess up, like it's not the end of the world. You know, I've done my share of stupid things and uh, everything, everything you do, uh, you can overcome it. You just got to, you got to move past it. Mm-hmm. You got to accept, you know, whatever happened, you know, and, and really just strive to be better and surround yourself with the people that can help you get there. So. Yeah, I think for me, I would say one, one thing is uh, not everybody is going to be a first sergeant. Um, everybody can, if you work hard and uh, you seize all the opportunities out there, um, you, you'll promote, you'll have a great career. Um, but it definitely takes a certain type of individual to be a first sergeant um, because there's a lot more responsibility um, and a lot more focus on, on other people. So I always say like people are my passion. Mm-hmm. That's why when I got an opportunity to be a first sergeant, um, it's probably uh, the greatest opportunity I've, I've had professionally, uh, hands down. Uh, and for those that are wanting to be a first sergeant, uh, take every opportunity you can. Take the take the classes. Really focus on uh, be a lifelong learner, uh, which is kind of a, a cheesy saying, but it really is. Learn yourself. Learn how to connect with people around you. Uh, get involved in things. Put yourself out there. Um, embrace challenges. You'll never know what you're capable of if you always just stop short of uh, of your limit. So continue to push yourself, uh, surround yourself with the right people. Also, uh, there's a there's probably different versions of this saying, but it's uh, you become like the three or four or five seven people that you hang out with the most. Uh, so keep your circle with filled with those that encourage you, that you can encourage, that you want to aspire to be like, uh, and see where the road takes you. No, that's fantastic (laughs) advice. Uh, Anything else you want to add? Anything we didn't cover? I can tell you, being a first sergeant, uh, you know, it's, it's not something that you get a book and instructions, and it's like, this is what you do. You know, a lot of it, you know, for me, at least you step into the role and you feel clueless. Uh, so it's definitely a learning curve for me going from like a construction guy to now like dealing with everybody. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I feel like it's the place I need to be, uh, just kind of like with all the things I've had happen in life, I think it gives me, you know, the knowledge and the ability to, to deal with different situations and, People actually want to talk to me, you know, which is crazy because, I mean, if you look at me, I don't look like somebody you want to come up and talk to. But, uh, you know, being personable is is uh, definitely something that we got to be. Um, so people got to feel comfortable coming up to us. So. But it's been it's been a learning experience, I can tell you that much. Aaron, anything? Yeah. yeah uh, regardless of of why you joined, where your career ends up, 
what branch you're in. Uh, you know, this wearing the uniform is a is a tremendous honor and privilege. Um, and and being able to to serve in the guard at home, be there for your neighbors, and you know, for neighbor and nation, and being able to do it alongside my brother uh, has been a tremendous experience. But regardless of what your career looks like, um, at some point we all take the uniform off for the last time. And the closer I get to that point in my career, the more I realize that uh, what we leave behind is the legacy, right? And so I would encourage everybody that's in right now or that's thinking about joining to absolutely embrace every opportunity, embrace the challenges and realize that you're always growing the next generation. And when I take this uniform off one day, um, hopefully not too soon, because I love it. But when I do, I want to be able to walk away from it and know that it's in good hands. And that falls on my shoulders to mentor and develop the next generation of airmen, soldiers, sailors, Marines, guardians, right? So I think that's that's the most valuable advice I could provide at this point in my career as I kind of see the sunset on the horizon, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, that's fantastic advice. I appreciate both your insights on that, truly. It, uh, I think it's stuff that folks need to hear is... Uh, um, from from our service members that are actually currently serving, um, you know, and, and those kind of messages, are, I think, are fantastic. If you like the video, give us a like. If you're interested in watching more of these, make sure to subscribe and uh, uh, make sure you hit the notification button to, to get alerted when we have new videos. And thanks again for joining us, guys. We truly appreciate you guys jumping on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us.